0: Welcome to Rio Radio, Kyokushin Podcast, episode number nine. And today we've got our very first uh guest in Sean. You alright? Yes, Jared. thank you very much, my friend. I'm getting there, one way or another. Not quite so sure where I'm
1: getting, but I'm getting there.
0: I think we're all like that at the, the moment after this last year, like. <laughs> That's true. So, we met at a seminar at in Hull. Obviously, your, your instructor, Chris, was putting on... A seminar um, last February, which is mad. to think it's been well over a year already. Yeah, but, yeah we met yeah,
1: well over, a over a year now, yeah. I, I remember because I started training with, with uh, Tom John and uh, we was doing kicks and things and uh, we progressed from there. And I remember looking at you and thinking, he could do with a bit of a shave. No, yeah, I
0: know I get that a lot to be fair. It's padding, it's extra padding it is. <laughs> we're a funny looking pair because Tom's all clean shaven and and whatever, and then there's me looking like a tramp. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's not my words, mate. I just thought you could do it with a bit of a shave. Well,
0: yeah. I'm only saying what I think everybody's thinking. So, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I forgot you were with Tom actually. Yeah,
1: yeah, got on very well with Tom. Good lad. He's a, like, like him
0: a lot. He's a very likeable young man, Tom, to be fair. How was your experience of the day with him then? It was very good.
1: It was, he was, he didn't come, he didn't, he didn't come across as being somebody that had, had his head stuck up his own backside yeah. and he always, he always seemed to say, right, okay, oh, I'm finding that a little bit difficult. What about you? Even though he's about what he is, yeah, you know, he's he's still prepared to admit that he struggles on some things, yeah, which I thought was quite strange. But he was a good lad, and I, and I thought, uh, yeah, this this lad knows what he's doing, and, and he knows where he comes from, and he's not got any airs or graces. He's just a down to earth guy who enjoys what he does.
0: Uh, he's good like that, to be fair. He's very uh, he's very forthcoming in the right kind of way.
1: Yeah, I so, no, didn't mince his words, I mean, he, he, his language can be a little bit colourful at times, but...
0: That's part of his charm, uh, I think, to be honest. So what did so you... Yeah, uh,
1: it was really, really good, we thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, so what did you take from... Oh, what did you take, sorry, what did you think of my little, my little hour's session then? Because obviously on the day, just, just for everybody listening, obviously, like, we all, every instructor, they kind of had an hours, like, instruction session time thing. So, obviously, I think I was about midday, so we'd done a couple yeah, of was, the time I came around. So, was, what did you think of what we were doing?
1: It was good. I mean, the the, the thing what I remember the most was going across the, the hall, doing the wheelbarrow, in various different guises, yeah. doing the wheelbarrow, walking, going across on my hands first off, and then jumping with my hands uh, crossed together. Yeah. And that there wasn't that many people from our club or in the seminar that actually did it. They yeah. all failed. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, but I thought, now nah, I'm going to have a go at this. I'm going to conquer it and I'm going to do it.
0: Well, why and we, I did it. While we are on about Tom, when me and Tom were doing the demonstration, we had a f- couple of funny looks. I think people thought we were taking the piss a bit. Like, we're... <laughs> it's... Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah. But I, I tried it at first and I thought, oh... I don't think I can do this and I thought nah I ain't gonna let it beat me I thought if these lads can do it then I can do it I know these lads are a lot younger than me but if they can do it I can do it Tom is a lot younger me not not so much but Tom
0: is a lot younger yeah
1: Yeah, especially when I when I was on the other end and I was holding Tom's feet and he was just galloping about like I don't know. what, I thought I'm not having this.
0: If he can do it, then I can do it. <laughs> yeah, he he likes to uh, he likes to show off a little bit about Thomas. <laughs> but yeah, it was a uh, it was a funny five minutes actually because I remember like I said I'd done it and I think everybody kind of thought I was winding him up. And then when I actually said, <laughs> "Right, come on," then you were too, and there was a few funny looks in our direction. like
1: no, it was good it was a very good seminar thoroughly enjoyed it thoroughly enjoyed all the seminars what we've had at club to be honest
0: with you yeah well you've obviously done quite a few there was obviously it was mine and tom's first one because obviously we've been friends with chris all right well more so i've been friends with chris a few years through obviously meeting him through the Bajen show so like it was a new experience for us me and tom yeah, well, coming up and, and doing it you know
1: yeah, you're, you're certainly welcome to come back again, I know that, and everybody
0: thought it was a good session. Yeah, we did have a few compliments, which was nice, like I know like, a couple of people had said that they'd never done any sort of sweeping work or something, which is something we kind of focused on a bit as well, so I know this the sweeping went down quite, quite well as well, which yeah. was a nice compliment for us, look.
1: Like. Yeah, it was it was it was a bit different. It was a bit unexpected, to be honest. It wasn't quite exactly what everybody was expecting. I, I think doing doing that kind of work. Yeah, but it was it made a nice change to, for the day because it brought the day up somewhat as well. Yeah.
0: So you you saying it was unexpected from from your point of view? Unexpected in what kind of way?
1: Well, unexpected in the in the way of. Getting on and doing that kind of physical work, doing the wheelbarrow and then bouncing across the room on, on this on the triangle of your hands because we we've never done anything like that. Yeah. So it was it it made a nice change to to do something slightly different off the cuff, but something what you can relate to the 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 stuff what we do.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's upper body work, which obviously for any sort of martial art is is a good thing to really have sort of. In your arsenal, that you can kind of work on.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the, the core muscles. I mean, no, normally speaking, people do press ups and sit ups and yeah. that sort of stuff. And then it, it's like, well, it's the same old thing. But when you're doing something different like that, same with the Tabata training, when you're doing something different, it breaks everything up and then it doesn't become monotonous.
0: Yeah, yeah, i definitely agree with you there. But you wait till we come up next. We've got another uh, another variation for you all to see. Oh
1: we,
0: we can't wait, mate. We can't wait. <laughs> I don't think you'll be saying <laughs> when I show you what it is. <laughs> I should look forward to it. But
1: uh, I might have a, I might have dates up, and I'll be able to practice a little bit on
0: it. <laughs> we we might we might give you a sneak peek, like you know. <laughs> so what is your style? Because obviously, as I said, you're the the first non Kyokushin sort of guests we've had so tell us a little bit about what it is you, you do in your style well
1: our, my, our club the club that I belong to is called Edson Casa Combat and what we do is mainly based on self-defence more than any particular style of anything it's a bit of a mixture of everything all together uh, but it's mainly more concentrated on self-defence than an actual martial art in itself yeah. but we have a bit of karate in there we have a bit of kung fu in there we're mixing a little bit of judo with falls in there. And so it's a bit of a mix of everything, but it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I, it was my son that got me in, into doing it because he goes to the church hall where the, where we do the, the training and he goes to a thing called Priory Pilots and that's sort of like a church organised thing. And I was just going to pick him up one day and I, I've been seeing Chris and a few other the lads stood outside And I just asked what he thought that they was doing. Yeah. And he told us a bit about it. And I said to Christian, do you want to have a try at it? Do you want to see if it's any good? Because Christian used to do judo at school with Karen Briggs. And so he was starting to fall out of love a little bit with judo. And I asked him if he wanted to try it. And he said, yeah. And so we tried it. He liked it. And so here we are now, about two and a half, three years on.
0: Yeah. So did you, you started together then, did you, or...?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we go on a Monday night, on a Wednesday night, and on a Friday night training. Uh, Chris also does it on a Saturday morning, but it's there's just not enough week for the for yeah, them to do everything. What you
0: mean sometimes that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. So do you think like for, in my club, I've got like a mother, mother and son, and obviously I've got brother and sister and a couple of other little sort of circle groups there. But do you think like? having your son there and obviously your son having you there kind of motivates the two of you that bit more to sort of... To go, it certainly
1: or? motivates me. Sometimes I think Christian's not that bothered one way or the other, to be honest, but then <laughs> when, he gets to, when he gets to do the warm-up, because Chris sometimes lets him do the warm-up, Yeah. when he gets to do that, he absolutely loves it. He got, he's got the biggest smile on his face, which makes me happy yeah. as well. And also... He's, he's learning on how to defend himself because sometimes he'll go, go a little bit too far with people yeah. and they won't take it the right way and then they'll, they might try to start pushing him about and so now he doesn't have to take it, any of their crap. Yeah. So now he can defend himself properly. Well, so he's getting there. We're both getting there.
0: Yeah. Self-defence is a good skill to have these days anyway, isn't it, really?
1: Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I I w- in all perfect honesty, I wish when I was younger,
0: that I'd done some form of martial arts. Yeah. I think it's the, one, was, the one sort of thing you can never really do enough of it anyway with self-defence because yeah. there's always new ways of learning or new ways of like doing certain like wrist locks or certain arm bars or certain leg locks or certain ways of doing this or that. I think self-defence is just one of those sort of natural things that you just never, ever get tired of, really. Yeah, it's, it's like
1: what Chris says. He said, when when you're defending yourself there is no right and there is no wrong yeah it's straightforward it doesn't make no difference if you're doing a particular technique how you do the technique just so long as you're not the end on the end of somebody's knife or somebody's fist or somebody's gun yeah
0: so the self-defence that you learn is it is it um, I'm trying to think how to word this now is it defensive self-defence or is it like um, aggressive self-defence if you know what I mean
1: yeah it's it can be passive and it can be combative as well yeah so it it all depends on the situation what you what we're finding ourselves in chris's idea is always to get your body out of there if you're not there, you can't get hurt yeah but if you but if you're cornered, then this is how to get out of it
0: yeah,
1: yeah. so it's always look look for the, look for your way out make sure you know your way out, but if somebody's going to get here then if you got to fight, then you got to be able to defend yourself.
0: Oh, yeah, I totally agree. That's, that's very much the way we teach it. That, um, obviously, I always tell my my guys um, that if you can obviously avoid a situation and you can sort of just put them in a wrist lock and then leave them there and run off or whatever, or sort of defend in a way that you can get them away from you distance-wise and then run away, then great. But obviously, if you need to put pressure on then you do it in a way where it doesn't look like you're being aggressive, or it doesn't look like you're attacking. It looks more like you're sort of defending yourself, you know.
1: Yeah, it's always hands up, and so that, so that everybody can see that you're not the aggressor.
0: Yeah, exactly. Totally agree. Yeah, because obviously it doesn't get you in trouble, and if something does happen, you know.
1: Yeah, if you're on CCTV and you got your hands up you and say, "Oh no, I'm not doing that," and then if you do like a palm strike to somebody, oh, I'm just trying to push you away. Yeah. Whereas if you got your fist closed. Then you're
0: going to hit. Yeah, especially these days with the world we live in now, everybody's quick to to point fingers and Oh
1: yeah.
0: It's uh it's a scary world. But yeah, it it's good to be learning self defence, I think, at any age, because like some of my kids I say kids now because obviously to me they still are kids, but some of the juniors I've got with me have been with me donkeys years and like they started learning self defence from a very, very young age and like they're still doing it now, and some of them love it, you know, because it's just it's an excuse oh, yeah. to throw people about more than anything.
1: <laughs> well, it's 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 very good for fitness. It's one one thing. What sometimes when you think of martial arts, you think, oh god, it's it's got to be attack, 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 attack. But it's not. It's all about fitness, and it's about being able to defend yourself. And if you have to, if you have to defend yourself, to use that force to put somebody away, then that's what you got to do. Yeah. But. I learned, I've i learned so much in the last few years doing this with Chris, things which I would never have thought of, do, of doing in the past. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. And, and then there was a situation not so long ago when, when somebody did actually tap me and I managed to bat them away. And that was the end of it. We went inside and we called the police.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's scary, isn't it? You can't do anything these days with somebody being an idiot.
1: No, that's true. It's walking, walk down the street and look at somebody the wrong way. Whoa, off you go. Thank you very much. Yeah. No. So. The way what we're always taught is when you're walking along, always keep your head up. Make sure you're aware of your surroundings. Make sure you're looking confident. That way, if there's a few kids about or the, somebody about who's thinking that, they're, all oh, right, I'll look to rob somebody, they're not going to look at you and think, oh, that you're a likely target. Whereas if you've got your head down, your head up, and you're looking at your phone you're an easy target.
0: Oh, yeah, massively, yeah. But actually, you bring up a really good point there. You say about, you know, look at your surroundings, and that's one thing I try to drill in constantly to my guys. Because we, like, I say we do, obviously, traditional self-defence. Like, no sort of self-defence is really traditional as such, but, like, you look more like old-school arm bars or old-school wrist locks and stuff where you put pressure on certain parts of the wrist joint than you do so forth, so forth. But we teach, like, a lot of... um, I don't really know what to call it, whether you want to say Urban or modern or whatever, basically, where you want to look at. And we do a lot of, like, surrounding-based self-defence. So, like, we've got one where your partner pins you against a wall and you're sort of defending from a headbutt and swinging punches and stuff. And we teach another one with a knife where you, you sort of have to get the knife out of their hand without touching it yourself because, obviously, like I tried to make my kid again saying my kids but my students sort of streetwise to the fact that even something little really really little like a little detail like just picking up a knife or grabbing the handle of that knife that that person is trying to stab you with your fingerprints are now all over this knife if it comes down to like like you said something like cctv or or just somebody going oh well he did it first he did it first your fingerprints are all over this knife. Oh, you do karate? Oh, well, you must have started it then. Yeah. You know, it's, it's little, little details make a huge, huge difference, even with something like self-defence.
1: Yeah, I mean, Chris always tells us anything can be a weapon. makes no difference what it is. Anything can be a weapon if you oh, use yeah. it rightly. Like yeah. A piece of paper can be a weapon if you use it in the right manner. So if you've got something in your hand and somebody comes to, comes to attack you, Then you use what's 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 there. Yeah. So long. So long as you
0: don't go too far. Oh yeah, definitely no. Because obviously, being martial artist, the kind of the scope is more on you, isn't it? As opposed to somebody who's not a martial artist, they're always going to go, "Oh well, you you do martial arts, then you must have started it, or you were the aggressor." And you know, you've got to be so careful these days. It's such a fine, fine line. Yeah. So, it, it
1: with. With respect to your previous question, I guess it's it's more more passive about defending yourself, about where you can go and what you can do to get away with it. But then if you've then got to be, if you've then got to put that strike on, then it is combative. And so everything is is really based on, on defence, which is sort, sort, sort of like passive rather than being combative to start off with. Yeah. So it's... It, like you say, it's a scary world out there, and if you can't defend yourself properly, then you could come unstuck in several ways
0: yeah oh yeah i think I think any martial arts club nowadays that doesn't teach some form of self defense even if it's nothing like over the top and you only learn say maybe a couple of little things a year or whatever i don't i think any martial arts club nowadays that doesn't teach you self defense is is absolutely missing a trick, you know.
1: Yeah. there's too many there's too many people out there doing what people call hollywood style martial arts hollywood style yeah. self defense and if you just go down the route of just being just straightforward following a particular thing and not varying off that off that route yeah then you're not really learning how to defend yourself because you might be in a position where you've got where you're thinking to yourself Oh, should I do that move or should I do the other move? What it needs to be, it needs to be straight and therefore as if you're you you're breathing.
0: Yeah, it's a real situation, it. isn't it? Yeah. You don't
1: have to think about it, it's just there. Yeah. It's just like being able to walk yeah. and you just do it automatically.
0: Yeah. Well funnily enough, I was when I did the the odd episode it was sent by Tom and we were talking about McDojo's. Um and I I've done it <laughs> obviously for anyone that's not Sure, a McDojo is essentially like, um, again, like you said, pretty much a Hollywood-style dojo where you're taught things that are realistically never going to work. And I've I've seen some really, really, really bad McDojo-style efforts over the years, but I think realistically you have to teach people at pace because I've had like some of my students over the years um, when we've done a self-defence session, they've been there and they've been pondering and you kind of show them what to do at first and they're like oh but how did he do it again and they're kind of pondering how to do a certain like wrist lock or something and you think oh well you're a bit slow then you've got to go over and just say listen you need need to do it a bit quicker because in reality if somebody tries to do that to you you can't say oh can you just hang on a second I'm trying to think what my instructor showed me wait a second wait a second it's never going to happen It's
1: whatever you do at some point you've got to be stress-tested
0: with it. Yeah, oh yeah, totally agree with you, yeah. I think you've got yes, to learn yes. to kind of take a bump yourself as well, haven't you, to sort of know or yeah. sort of experience what you're actually practising yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, Jared, I'm, I'm a bit of an old-school person because whenever, anybody, whenever Chris is asking for a volunteer, then I'm always one of the first ones to stick my hand up because I don't enjoy the pain, but... Before you can deal with something, you got to know how it feels.
0: Yeah. Well, this is so, something. Uh, try... No, sorry, go.
1: On. So I always stick my hand up and uh, for volunteering and I, I often get uh, picked as well. Yeah. Well, so uh, when, when uh, some of the lads were going for their black belts, I said to Chris, I said, "Can I just come in and be like your crash test dummy?" Yeah. So that if <laughs> so, it's a, experience for me on
0: doing it and if they needed somebody to uh practice on, shall we say, then yeah. uh, it's there. Oh it's a valid skill. I mean we're in my, my old dojo, where I, I grew up and I essentially did most of my Kaikish pre pre years. Um I was my instructor's crash test dummy and I'm very much of the same mindset of you as bloody hell it hurts, but at least now I know what kind of pain it's going to cause if I get it right. So that, I think for me, obviously I don't know about you, but for me, it kind of makes me more determined to get it right because I know if you get it right, what's going to happen. Yeah,
1: but you also know then what control you've got to have in order to control and not inflict too much pain as well. Yeah, totally
0: agree, yeah. Like I most of my guys are pretty good because I know some of them listen to the, the old cast and like, I can honestly say a few of them are pretty good that they will question me sometimes. Like you'll show them say like three or four different self-defense applications for maybe one attack. And every now and again, one of them will say, Oh, but what if they actually do this? And you kind of stood it and you think, do you know well That's actually a really good point. um And you kind of got to think on the fly then. And you kind of look at it and think, well, realistically, if somebody was going to do this to me, how would I go about it? So then you've got to kind of show them your sort of take on sometimes something you've never really thought of yourself, which yeah. obviously you know a lot of my students because um, online training, which we'll go into a bit later. Um, But funny enough, Aga, Agnes, when we were doing a self-defense session the other day, we were working on knife defenses, and she said, well, what if somebody comes in with two knives? And I thought, oh, bloody hell, do you know what? I've never actually thought of that. And while it may not be 100% realistic that somebody ever will, you never actually know. You don't really know if that would happen, you know?
1: That's true. But, yeah, everything, what you do, eventually, one way or another, has to be stress-tested. Because if if you're not stress-tested on it, then how do you know how you're going to perform if you are ever in that position?
0: Well, exactly. Which, again, as we said, you never know, could end up happening, you know? Yeah.
1: It's just like being pushed into a corner with somebody grabbing hold of, uh, grabbing hold of your shirt. You've got to know to be able to get out of it. Yeah. not just to, not just sat. Oh well, I'm going to stick my knee in the in the groin, or I'm going to headbutt them, or I'm going to punch them. Because that's not always going to be able to be the case that you can do that.
0: Again, a lot of that is back to the McDojo style of doing it. If, oh, if you kick mm. somebody in the nuts, they'll they'll just. Drop in and leave go, but you can't. It's not always that easy. You can't always manage to get that kick in or whatever, you know.
1: No. and then you've got the potential for somebody that who's been on drugs and is as high as a kite. It does not matter what you do to them. The only way that you're going to be able to do it is if you actually choke them out. Yeah. And put them down. Yeah. Because it, you don't. They don't feel pain if you as high as a kite like that. Yeah. And It's just you can do somebody in the ground as many times as you like, and they'll just stand there and just laugh at you and say, "Is that it?". Yeah. Thank you very much.
0: Yep, totally agree. So, going on to the next part then about your your style, how is your what is your belt system? Because obviously, like I said, a lot of a lot of my sort of our listeners are sort of Kyokushin based. So, what is your sort of belt system?
1: Well, you start off as being a white belt, then you go on to yellow belt. If you on the juniors, you go from uh, yellow to yellow white before you got to green, so you. If you're a senior, you go from uh, white to yellow, then from yellow to orange, orange to green, green to blue, blue to purple, purple to brown, brown to brown-white, then to brown-black, then to black, and then further up, and we go that way. And we are, well, we'd like to be able to say that we are, are graded, between three and six months all the time but with the Covid situation that's been on it's just not been possible
0: yeah yeah I know that so so what about what so you?
1: at the moment I'm, I'm green at the moment I would have liked to have hopefully been blue by now but uh, time hasn't been on our side unfortunately
0: no so what what are your future plans then Is is that the goal now to just keep working up through your grades or are you happy to just kind of train and just see where you go well,
1: i never like to stand still yeah uh, if if I, I would prefer to be able to achieve rather than that i'm not saying that i will ever become a black belt i don't even it, i don't know if i'll ever be good enough in my mind i can do and if it's in my mind that i can do then there's no reason why i shouldn't be able to it's just whether or not my body will hold up <laughs> No, for me know, to be yeah. able
0: to do it. <laughs> Obviously, with the online training we've been doing, that you've joined in, you're in pretty good shape, I would say, aren't you? Well,
1: I like, I would like to think that I'm not in bad condition at the moment. It's certainly better shape than what I was in before I started doing it. I mean, to be honest with you, I've played rugby ever since I was, sort of like, 11, all the way up to being 18. Then after after i finished playing rugby i played rugby for uh rugby league first for, sco- for a youth club sorry and i played rugby union for for school uh then after well i got injured playing rugby league yeah uh i couldn't play any 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 longer because i had an issue with my back where i've crushed part of my back up uh and then after i did that i, I was refereeing rugby league i got up to a reasonable standard refereeing rugby league yeah. with professional games then I was always going to the gym as well, and I fell out of love with everything when I was around about 29, 30, never really exercised after that, put a load of weight on, wasn't very happy with myself, and then, as I said, we started, uh, Christian started going to um, prior pilots, and we started going to the club, and now I've got the buggies back in my ear, and uh, I can't get rid of it. Not that I want to get rid of it, because... Yeah. I'm happier now in myself yeah. because I feel fitter and I feel better and I feel stronger even than what I was when I was at, at, at the gym. I mean, when I was going at the gym, I was sort of like the perfect V you could say. Yeah, You know, you look at pictures and men are in the perfect V. Well, that was like me. I never had a, I never had a six pack, yeah. but I always looked, if you looked at, at me full on straight, I always looked like I was in the perfect V. Yeah. But then, I changed my job and things moved on and other interests came and went and uh, I fell out of love with everything just about. And so I never really started training again until I was about, I think it was about 47, something like that. I mean, yeah, 48, I think it was. I'm now 51 and I feel, fitness-wise, I feel as good as what I was when I was 24. Yeah,
0: which is a bonus in itself because rugby league is obviously very demanding anyway, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's it it was rugby league's a much harder game to play than rugby uni because rugby uni you can drift in and drift out whereas a rugby league you're always running. You're yeah. always in the game, you've always got to be doing something.
0: Yeah. Like I'm not a big rugby particularly a big rugby fan, but if I do watch, it, I can sit and watch League a lot more than I can union.
1: Yeah, rugby union is a lot very stop start, stop, start, stop yeah. start. It's either that or it's aerial ping pong
0: yeah yeah pretty much yeah saying about the perfect V, I, i've nearly got it now since all this tobacco. yeah i've, I love really, it. it's I've great. noticed we've
1: been training mate yeah
0: i know i've never had a six pack
1: as what what
0: had... it's that big bushy beard you've got i know yeah uh, hey i've never had a six pack not even when i was at my fitness the 14 but i'm nearly 36 now and i've actually nearly got one well there you go I it know. just goes to show
1: anything can be done at any age yeah. Man, you've only got to look at me I'm fi- I'm fifty one, I'm fifty two this year in August. Yeah. And I feel in myself fitness wise, I feel as I said, I feel as fit as what I did when I was twenty four.
0: Well you can see with the Tabata you you you're doing better than some of the kids I've got in my club to be fair. So But yeah like... You only get out with something, mate, what you put in. Oh, if you yeah,
1: don't totally put nothing right. in, you only get you don't get nothing out of it.
0: Yeah. But you like your attitude is brilliant. It's it's like I love that you're never too old sort of attitude and obviously josh with me big josh um again obviously you know he was the same like he when he emailed me to start um last year he was like oh i'm, I'm 27 and i don't know if i'm too old but i want to come and give it a go and i sort of said well you're not too old at all you know come and have a go see what you think and he's been with us since i think he's probably going to kill me when he listens i think it was october but it may have been november so what's that? Um say October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. So he's been with us seven months now and he's been absolutely brilliant. So age is definitely not a number. And it, like I was very much oh like the kids in my club will tell you, I always take the mick and I always say, Oh, I'm getting old now and messing about, they'll always say I'm too bloody old for that. But I do think <laughs> it's definitely very much like you said and and again Josh will agree with you because it was one of the things he said to me that age doesn't matter if you've got the right attitude and the right kind of commitment to something you make it work
1: yeah that's true true. I mean to me martial arts should be all inclusive for everybody it shouldn't just be well you can only do it if you're able bodied you can only do it if if you've got all your pennies in the right place in your head I mean, at, at our club, we've got we've got a guy who's somewhere in his sixties, I think, and he's in a wheelchair, and he's a black belt. Yeah, we've got we've got a lad who's seventeen, who's got a few disabilities, and he's a he's a green white belt, and he's doing he, he don't do everything perfect, but he does it to his best of his ability, and he wants to try it. And you know, it to me for for somebody such as that lad there. He's got, in terms of, in terms of physical ability, he's not got a massive amount of physical ability. But what he does, he can do it massively well. I mean, you've got, for instance, you've got Chris's son. It was in a it was in a wheelchair. Who's got uh, problems with with his back and things? Yeah. And and he tries his hardest, and he he's fantastic. Without him teaching me, I don't know if I would have got through my yellow belt to start off with. Yeah. So he he was out there and he was coaching both me and Christian and he's he's down his wheelchair not being able to do a real lot, but he's there and he's doing it and he's doing everything yeah. and he was brilliant.
0: Well, this is what, what one of my little sort of bugbears really about people is when they're like, "Oh, well, I need to get fit there before I can start or come back," or the people who are like, "Oh, well, I haven't got time." And if somebody that's disabled can show that sort of commitment then why can't anybody else? You know, it really grips me sometimes.
1: Yeah. If you're not fit, you're not fit. But it's a process of working through. Yeah, but I mean, what, the only way you're going to get Everybody fit. gets on with, a, with about, well, well I'll, I'll, I'll have to lose some weight first. No, well, why don't you lose some weight? Yeah. Or why don't you lose the body fat by doing it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Because everybody
1: is... gets confused with weight and fat because muscle weighs more than what fat does. And so you look at some of you look at some of either the rugby union players or the rugby league players. The twenty stone, the six foot two, but you tell them that to their face that they're obese.
0: Yeah, well, they can still run a hundred hundred yards probably quicker than a lot of people. Yeah,
1: because that's exactly. just,
0: that's what they're trained to do. Yeah,
1: and if if you say to them that they're they're obese, but just based on body mass index
0: then they'll just stand there laugh at you and give you a slap around the chops probably yeah yeah like i we've had a couple of students over the years who've had like adhd or autistic or whatever And i think that it the commitment they can show to something like a art that is incredible you know it's, it's, it beggars belief sometimes you get like i don't know how to word it not normal people but you know what i mean people who are more able-bodied yeah That don't make an effort or don't show commitment and then you've got people who are less fortunate who show absolutely tremendous effort and when they're there they show great commitment they they're like interested in what they're being taught and they they're showing interest in what you're telling them and what you're showing them and then you've got people that oh you know they go to the gym four or five times a week but it's like oh oh, i i need to get fit there or i need to lose a bit of weight or i need to do this before i can come and you just think what is the point, you dinner? Know?
1: Well, to be honest with you, if you go to the gym and you just do the weights and you don't do anything else, then you you're coiling yourself up and you're not being able to move yourself about. So, if somebody was to come come along and try and attack you, then yes, you might be you might be physically stronger than them, but being able to move about, you might not be able to do it purely and simply because you're too bound with muscle.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I obviously with the Tabata, I, I complement it with my running. So, like, for me, it, it benefits my cardio massively because I'm running, but obviously it's giving me that core body workout as well. So, I mean, you have to kind of counterbalance things sometimes, I think.
1: Everything in moderation, my doctor says to me.
0: Yeah, well, well which is true, yeah. So I think for me, like, it's the perfect balance for me of of having that cardio work, which is one thing I do struggle with is my cardio. But then having that extra bit of umph in like the Tabata circuit that essentially covers everything. There's a little bit of cardio in there, but it's a lot of upper body work and a lot of like core work. So I think it kind of complements each other really, really well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Because there's no point in being able to lift 200 kilograms if you can't run 100 meters in less than a minute.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah.
1: Or you I mean, become so tired out by walking up the stairs. Oh, yeah, I can lift 200 kilograms, but I can't walk up the stairs.
0: Yeah, which is a really good point, actually, because that is what you see with a lot of, of gym heads, is that they they can lift brilliant weights, but they can't do much else, really.
1: Yeah, and then when you when you see them doing this, you look at them and you say, well, how have you managed to do that? You, you must have been doing some form of steroids. Yeah. Or some some putting something foreign into your body. If you got to put something foreign into your body to be able to do that, it's not worth doing.
0: Well, it just makes you have to be a fraud, really, doesn't it? Essentially, yeah,
1: yeah. It's because it's it's false. It's false. That's all it is. It's false. Because if you don't have that nutrient or that supplement which you wouldn't normally have, then you'd go back down.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah.
1: Me personally, I never, I've never ever had any supplements like that no, because God, I don't no, think no, it's worth a while.
0: It's not something I would ever even consider either, to be honest.
1: I know, I know a lot of people that that have, but I don't see the point. You because if th- if you can't get there naturally, then you shouldn't be there to start off with.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. Well, if if you're struggling that much, just put an extra bit of work in, you know. Mm.
1: Put that bit more into it, and if you reach your level and you plateau off, then one what I always found when I plateaued off, uh, for instance at the gym, it was right. Okay, I'll work on something different, and then I'll go back to that. Yeah. And what you find is that you might come back at a slightly lower level, but then you'll be able to move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think everything like obviously with repetition with exercise, it does get a bit boring. So you have got to kind of mix it up a little bit, otherwise. It does just get to a point where you're thinking, oh, those days where you you haven't quite got the motivation, you're kind of thinking, oh, well, I'm only doing what I did yesterday, so maybe I can leave it today. When you shouldn't think like ah, it should be, oh, well, I did it yesterday. I'm going to do it today, but I'm going to do it better because I feel a bit, uh." Yeah,
1: quite often the the best times to to train is when you're feeling a bit low.
0: Yeah, well, that's what they say, isn't it? The best time to work out is when you don't feel like it at all. Yeah, because
1: you're... You'll think, oh I can't be bothered and then you'll get into it and then the then the the adrenaline will start pumping out and you'll get going and you you think to yourself, What the, why why didn't I want to do this tonight?
0: Yeah. So next thing we're gonna go on to obviously um is online training. Um Yeah. We I say we, as in me and my club, um, were doing it for a little while and then they were nagging me to do some sort of fitness work, so we came up with the the whole idea of just doing Tabata. Um, so what made you want to join in with us then?
1: Well, I was doing my, my own training programme at home and it was getting a little bit stale, to be perfectly honest with you, doing press-ups, sit-ups, uh, doing a few free weights and bits and bobs. And then I saw yourself self adver- your, your the Tabata training saying, anybody want to join in, come and do it. And I thought, well, OK, well, I'll give that a go. So I, I said, is it said to yourself, Is it okay? Do you mind if I join in? And you said no, feel free, come a, come along and join us. And then again, it was one of those little bugs, you know, one of them bugs what you catch, what you just can't leave it alone after yeah after you've done it. Yeah,
0: well it kind of <laughs> became just, a, a thing rather quickly because considering like we started doing it, it kinda of sort of picked up pace rather quickly then.
1: Yeah, and it, it I started doing it and I thought, Oh, I feel a bit tired, but I thought next week I thought I'm going to be that little bit better at doing it and then I did it the next week and did it the next week and then it was a case of it was a habit what I was quite happy to get into yeah and it was something what I enjoyed and still enjoy and sometimes sometimes I do think to myself why the hell am I doing this and then I'm then I'm doing (laughs) it (laughs) and uh, I mean to be perfectly honest with you doing this tobacco training it's since I've started doing it, I've lost an inch off my waist. Yeah. And, you know, that, that to me says to me, the reason why, as why I should do it and why everybody should do it, not just to lose an inch off your waist, but because you can see the benefits of doing it.
0: Oh yeah. Massively. Like, um, I I do it every day, obviously, as, as you know, I do it every day or most days. Um, but like we in my club on what day is it today now? It's Thursday. On Tuesday, we did our our club fitness session where we, we essentially run around the hall for an hour and we do press-ups, sit ups and all that in between. And you could see straight away the ones who weren't doing the tabata brilliantly yeah. well or weren't putting much into it or just weren't doing it because they were the ones three, four, five kilometres in, were blowing out of their bum, and then you've got the other guys there who obviously, you know, because you were doing it yourself, they were there all the time, that had that little bit of extra umph in step, like, you know.
1: Yeah, well, it's as I've said to you before, it's all about, if you put it in, you get it out. If you do something half-hearted, you're likely to get hurt. Yeah. Do something like half-heartedly, it's like, well, why are you bothered doing it to start off with, Then if you're only going to do it half-heartedly. I mean, there are some people you look at, and you think to yourself, I admire you because you because you are doing it because of either your body shape because it doesn't look like you've been do- you've done anything for that much, but you're doing something rather than being sat on your backside and doing putting nothing, your feet yeah. up. And uh, you might think you might look good, but then when you move about, as I said to you, it's like if you can't walk upstairs and without being out of breath, then there's something wrong. Yeah.
0: So what but online you... train,
1: online training wise, this tabata training is fantastic. I've uh, I have said to Chris about doing some of the similar sort of stuff at club as well, and he's looking at doing some bits and bobs as well. And we are now doing some slightly different things in terms of warm ups and and fitness training.
0: Yeah, I think tabata. Well, no, not I think I know. Um, Like, tobacco is not something you can kind of half-ass. You've got to give it 100%, which obviously you know from doing it with us that you can't You can't half-ass it. You've got to go 100% at it, otherwise you don't get any benefit out of it.
1: No, that's true. I mean, I can use myself as an example. As I said, I've lost an inch. I haven't lost weight as such, but I've lost an inch off my belly.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a great fat burner. Like, I know this all my body fat is going and it's toning up now which is something.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Which is why you've now not now getting a six pack and I'm not just the one in the fridge.
0: Yeah, hey. I, well, I don't <laughs> even get one of them cuz I don't drink so yeah. <laughs> but so what did you kind of take away from the first couple of um tabatas cuz obviously you, when you did the first one as you say you you kind of got hugged and you you pretty much were one of the few people that did it pretty much right the way through, more so than some of my own students. So what did you kind of take away from it? the first, say, well, say one, two, three times you did it? Was it like, oh, bloody hell? Or was it like, you know what, that was actually pretty good?
1: Well, I thought that the first time I did it, I thought, well, that's a bit hard. But as I said, I'm not somebody who likes to just sit still.
0: Yeah.
1: I like to try and challenge myself. I've never, never wanted to just stay... At a particular level, get to somewhere and say, "Right, okay, that's it. I put my feet up and I'm not going to do anything else. I'll stay at the level where I am." I always want to go that little bit further. Yeah. And so I thought, right, okay. I thought that it was a little bit difficult, but it wasn't that difficult because of the the training what I was doing myself anyway. Yeah. And part of the training what I was doing myself was I, I was doing press ups with Christy and sat on my back. Yeah. So it. <laughs> So it wasn't something that I wasn't used to doing. But I thought, well, this is something different and it's breaking my routine up what, what I what I'm doing at home anyway. And so I thought, I like doing this. This is good. It's a little bit hard, it's a little bit difficult, but I wanna keep on doing it. And so the book got me. And now hopefully you can you can see a, a bit of the difference between when I first started doing it to how it is
0: now, oh, I can see it just in the way you do it, now, like the sets and reps we do now you you fly in through them now
1: no, no, it's 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 something which you can take as long as you like doing it or something what you can get through really quick if you do it like what we've done with the two sessions to start off with getting through the first bit to what like warm up and to yeah. get a bit practicing you know, on what you're doing. Then yeah, you can take your time of doing that. But if you go straight through, as we've been doing just recently, yeah. it doesn't take very
0: long at all. Ten, fifteen minutes. No, it and takes about fifty. We we generally tend to pace it at about fifteen minutes between us. Yeah, but I mean, massive so credit to you as well because you said to me, "Oh, well, if you do it every day, can I do it with you?" And you've kind of carried on doing it with me, and are going to do it with me after this podcast. So I mean, it's massive credit yeah. to you as well, you yeah? <laughs> know.
1: Yeah, well, as I said, I enjoy doing it. It's something which the bug has got me. It's something what I enjoy doing. It is something which I've tried to get other members of our club into doing, and tried to get other people into doing it without a great deal of success. But it's something which I think everybody really should. I should try and do yeah. because it's it's to get to be to have energy. You you've got to be fit.
0: Yeah,
1: and the fitter you get, the more energy you get. Whereas some people think, oh, well, I'll take an energy drink. And energy drinks don't do it for you.
0: Like, yeah, no energy pers-
1: drinks only energy drinks, just poison your system by keeping you awake.
0: Oh, That's tiring. all they do.
1: But no, what, what I've taken out of doing the, the Tabata training is that in some respects, it's better to do something very quickly than it is to do it over a prolonged period yeah. of time.
0: Well, that that obviously it's hit, it's hit training and Tabata training are very much based on being quick and being heavy on your VO two intake and and really making you push. You know.
1: Yeah, it's you've got you you get the good you get the good part of it, which is the quickness, and you you're able to get expand your lungs better, get more air into yourself, yeah. and it also takes up, takes away all that body fat as well because it's it's a constant thing it's not a heavy lifting thing it's not having to put on weights to do something and so you're bulking up it's something which is turning you yeah making you look better and increasing your confidence because when you look better your confidence always increases Oh yeah massively yeah and so it's one of those things which if if everybody does something like this then you after problems what we've got with obesity or after problems what we've got with people with depression will disappear
0: it, it's actually it's funny you mention that because i find for like the mental health side of it as well it's good for you because it gives you like a great like uh, for me personally uh, like i've had mental health problems the last so couple of years and like i find for me mentally it gives me a little bit of a boost because i think bloody hell i've just done that in 10 15 minutes and it was hard because I push myself to a point where I make myself feel sick. But I think I've just done it, I've done it well, and I'm getting something out of it because, like, without sounding vain, like I said, you know, I can see now the definition coming in my chest, but, you know, a 36 nearly now, I've never had that before. So the year now that I've been doing this Tabata, I've already noticed a considerable difference in my appearance in the fact that I'm toning up in places that I've never been able to previously.
1: It's like you can do all the sit-ups in the world. You can do five hundred sit-ups every day, but you're not necessarily going to have a six-pack. No, because all that's going to do is build your stomach muscles up, but it's not going to be turned and flat. No. It's going to be so they're out there a little bit. Yeah, but you're not. It's not going to look defined. Whereas if you do it, do short bass, you get that. And so it was, yeah. It, to to me, it's one of those things which is just. I suppose, you, I suppose you could say it's it's a bit of a like a like a bit of a drug, really. Yeah. It's something which is very addictive. Yeah. And once once you start doing it, you don't want to stop it because it makes you feel that much better, and so your confidence goes up. Yeah. Then your confidence goes up in everything, and when your confidence goes up, then you can't be depressed. No, exactly. And it takes, pe- it takes people away from thinking, oh, well, I'm depressed because I'm not very good looking. I'm depressed because I'm fat. Because if you're exercising like this, you can't be fat. You can be a bit overweight, but you can't be fat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But if you then complement it with something else, then you shouldn't be fat because it should burn the fat yeah. off.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, as I, say, I mean, I do this with you on a, on a Thursday, sometimes on a on a Friday and also on a Saturday. Yeah. And, you know, I train at club on a Monday, a Wednesday and a Friday as well. Yeah. I don't often go on a Saturday because, as I said, sometimes there's just not enough time in the week. Yeah. But if, you, if you're if you doing something, something is better than nothing. And if you're doing something, then you can't be depressed when you're doing something because yeah. it it takes it all away from your mind. It gives you that release. Yeah.
0: But the other thing is as well, you can do it in the house. I mean, look at at it. All you really need for one little section of it is a weight. The other 10 minutes of of said Tabata circuit, you don't need anything. You just need a little bit of room in your house. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You can use anything
0: as a weight. You can fill, you can get a bag of sand if you haven't got a a weight. Christ, grab a couple of tins or an ornament or anything. You know, there's always ways and means around it. But it's something you can do in the house with very little fuss because you don't need to really you don't need to fuss it, it just is what it is
1: you know yeah get on and do it and feel better
0: yeah
1: <laughs> Simple <laughs> as that
0: obviously speaking from my point of view i mean the support that you yourself and sent by tracy showed us was absolutely fantastic because we had other people who kind of did a session here or a session there or whatever didn't really show not not show commitment to it, that would be the wrong way to word it but kind of I don't know whether they just found it too hard or whether it was just too repetitive for them, but then obviously yourself um as I mentioned earlier, yourself you did it pretty much the whole way through with us, but sent by Tracy, who's an n h s nurse showed amazing support to us as well, getting in whenever she could in between her shifts and for i mean for me, and obviously speaking to some of the guys in the club for us. It was a huge thing to, to sort of get that support from yourself and sent by Tracy. I mean, obviously, more so you, because obviously, sent by Tracy is Kyokushin as well. Um, yeah. So, for, for us to get that support off the two of you was, was fantastic, you know? And, and we're very, very grateful for it. Well,
1: from a personal point of view, I love it. <laughs> I think he's brilliant. And, you know, if, if it hadn't been for the fact that you came to our seminar, then I would never have been doing this and I probably would have been on a Thursday night putting my feet up and thinking, great, I've got training tomorrow. I really look forward to training tomorrow, but thinking, well, maybe I should be doing something. What I try and do, which which isn't always possible because of my time constraints, I always try and do something every day, Yeah, whether, whether it's been working on my allotment because that's a form of exercise as well. Yeah. Or whether it's it's doing a, a workout at home, or whether or not it's going to going to club. I always try and do something every day. Because if you try and do something every day, then you get used to doing something every day. Yeah. And then then you don't become a couch potato. Yeah. You can play on your on your on your your Xboxes, on you know, your PlayStations, and all the rest of it. But break the day up. You only need to do half an hour a day.
0: What awesome. I mean, like this Tabata circuit is fifteen minutes. Yeah, and you work every part of your body.
1: Exactly. So, so as I said to me, it was a it was a thing that I just felt like a, for me I had to do it because it was something what I really enjoyed. It, it broke my day up, and uh, it's certainly improved my fitness. Yeah, but
0: again, like I said, it's great for it's a compliment to us that that yourself and, and said by Tracy kind of. Showed that commitment to us and and to the tabata because, like uh, my guys, are a pretty good group and obviously we've had yourself included. We've had a good laugh on quite a few of the tabata sessions we've done. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where we <laughs> renamed the the Polish twist, uh, Russian twists, the Polish twists, and uh, it's little things <laughs> that have happened while we've been online like even the technical problems we've had a few yeah. times but i mean it's been great for us that you and Set by trace have been a, very much a part of it and that you've sort of had these experiences with us
1: well it's it was it's been an absolute pleasure to be to be invited to do it and uh, i've I feel sure that anybody else who came to do it would feel the same as well, and it's I'm I'm only a little bit disappointed that other people haven't joined in when they said that they was potentially going to try it because I've I've kept on saying to them you'll really enjoy it because it's fantastic once you get it once you get it going you get it going
0: yeah it's just one of those things I, I know a lot of my my students have sort of said oh we want to keep doing it and and whatever but we haven't really seen any of them either so I think it's just one of those kind of things you either you either that got that commitment to it or you haven't you know
1: yeah I mean we during the lockdown we're we've done one-on-one training sessions with Chris and we've been doing various different bits and bobs but it's not been like the same sort of fitness routine yeah. it's been on what we've been trying to just to keep our hand in to keep on doing the same sort of thing so we don't just forget it like that because it's quite easy to forget if you haven't done something for a long time.
0: Yeah, especially after this last year, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, to to me doing this online fitness training session with yourself, it's been great. It really has. I've I've seen other people, other people and I've tried other bits involves what people have been doing, but half the time it's too prescriptive and there's no fun in it. Yeah. Maybe Maybe because it's too too big of an an audience. Yeah. But then you look at and you think to yourself, well, is are some of the people that are doing it are they just thinking right? Okay, well, I'm doing this because I have to now because I started doing it.
0: Yeah. Nah, we're just we're bags of funness. We're just okay.
1: But the whole, the whole point of everything is is enjoying it. If you don't enjoy some, something, then there's no point in doing it. The only, the only time when you can learn is if you enjoy doing something. Oh, yeah, if you def- don't enjoy doing something, you you'll never more... learn. It's like lads at, at pubs and things like that. They might not be any good at maths, but you get them playing darts, they can tell you what the checkout from any score is.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Because, uh,
1: because they enjoy it. Yeah.
0: On that note, thank you very much because we're about to run out of time, but that was awesome. So we'll we'll jump off you now and then we'll get cracking on the Tabata. Yeah,
1: looking forward to it, yeah. mate. So Always th- my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you very much
0: for the T-shirt. No problem at all.